Hey, Costa, how's it going? Good, Polly. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Big week. Big week in Draw, footy. Draws out. Draws yeah. out. It's only uh, a week away till we get started again. Amazing. I know. So, I think we've got a lot to talk about. Um, I think you and right. I both love talking, like, dissecting draws, so we've got plenty to talk about with the draw. Um, mm-hmm. There's a bit of news to get through at the beginning. I also want to talk about, um, obviously, we've got the five trade, uh, five trades to use in this first week, and I want to have a look at some of the most traded in players and, and sort of see what we think of those guys. Mm-hmm. What have you got? I want to talk about the eight teams that have a particularly good run of games or a particularly easy schedule um, of their sort of runs of three games of three games in a row or more. I want to talk about some winners and losers from the from the new draw, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, Scott Drinkwater as well later on. Yeah, right. All right. Um, so news: Did you hear that Andrew McCulloch is going to the Knights? Yeah, fresh. So all those all those Connor Watson people might be reversing that trade. Yeah, I mean, I think most people probably would have waited a week on Connor Watson anyway, or that was going to be my thought to mm-hmm. see what his role was. But mm-hmm. uh, and again, like who knows, McCulloch might not make the seventeen, but uh, it certainly appears that that's not great news for Watson. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting for the Broncos too. I, I wonder what their ma- the makeup of their bench is going to look like. If they go back to, um, well, if they go to having three forwards on the bench mm-hmm. um, rather than a utility and a, and a, and a hooker, that's, yeah, that's going to have implications for some popular players, particularly Flegler. Um, I'll talk a bit more about Flegler later on, but, yeah, so that's, that's an interesting one. Um, it was like somewhat confirmed. I think that Bateman probably won't be back in round three. Yeah, they're still looking at potentially round four for him. Yeah, so. And I read a similar thing about Matt Moylan as well. Yeah, yeah. So that so Bateman not coming back is great for Gula and and Horse. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose Moylan might coming. Moylan not coming back might be good for um, Kennedy. He might hold mm-hmm. his spot, although. You know, possibly Dugan will go to fullback. So mm-hmm. it could be good for Katoa maybe holding his spot as well. Katoa could be very yeah. interesting. Yep. If he holds his spot. Mm. My boy. My boy is injured. Jazz. Jazzy. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, Shed a tear. And our, 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 I can't even say his name. Lisa Armau is, Al Al is yeah. injured as well. Which, But did you see that? I think they signed my mate Jack Murchie. They did, um, and there's some talk that he's going to like go straight into the team. So, okay, that could potentially be bad for JTB. I, I'm very confused now what their team's going to look like. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting come come Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anything else? The only the only other thing that's happened since last time we spoke is, I mean, we talked about one ref, but I don't think we talked about the six again rule. No, we didn't. Mm. What do you think so about that? What- I don't actually know what's happened. What's happened with the six again rule? Uh, so for rock penalties at the mm-hmm. ref's discretion, rather than like actually stopping the game and giving a penalty, the ref can just like mm-hmm. call six again. Uh huh. It's supposed to speed up the rock. That sounds fraught with danger. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. 
basically another bland is special, like no consultation, no nothing. I don't necessarily disagree with it in some ways. I probably disagree with bringing it in halfway through a season, but the concept of the rule would be interesting, but you'd want to sort of test it out, as you say. I think there could be some issues with it. We see how it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. But there's one guy that I think it could be very good for. I mean, it could be good for a number of people, but one guy in particular comes to mind. Who's that? Tommy. Why is that? I think he just loves a quick tap. He loves a fast rock just like hovering up the middle. So if it, if it is sort of a, a quick tap scenario, I think he could really benefit. I mean, Damien Cook's another one that is sort of obviously comes to mind. But um, Josh Reynolds, yeah. Yeah, maybe. If he's even in the 17. Um, mm-hmm. We might be going to the, the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, we'll see. So should we jump into the news? Oh, sorry. Should we jump into the draw, I should yeah, say? Yeah, let's talk about the draw. Drop okay. It did. It did. So what do you think? Well, what stood out to you? Oh, the Cowboys. I basically have reversed all my trades and brought in like four Cowboys. Okay. I'll just run through their, their next six games. Mm-hmm. So Titans, Sharks, Warriors, Tigers, Knights, Eels. Hmm. It's pretty juicy. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think of Pappenhausen to Holmes? I, mm, okay. I don't hate it. It makes sense, but I personally would not be doing it because I have so many other things to deal with. So, um, so in that, so I just, I just said that Cowboys have got, got Titans, Sharks, Warriors, Tigers, Knights, Eels. Mm-hmm. Uh, over that time, Storm have Raiders, Bunnies, Knights, Panthers, Warriors, Roosters, and then the Raiders mm. again. Right. So not great. Not a great draw. Um, no, it's not. <coughs> do you think that? Um, do you think Holmes kicks with Clifford in the team? No, I don't. If I, I don't. if I knew that for sure, that'd probably put, be enough to put me off the trade. Okay, but yeah, I'm 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 definitely thinking about doing it. I think that's a kind of luxury draw based trade that you can make in in this thirty seven trade twenty round season world. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing that well, so the obvious one is is Masters, but I actually looked at, I mean, it's a fairly small sample size, but in the in the two games that have been played against the Titans so far. The outside backs didn't do anything. Yeah. It was all halves and forwards. So both the Eels halves turned up. Wonga hmm. Blake scored 19 on the, the edge that Masters is on. Can I make a suggestion, which I'm going to come to later, hmm. that it's the Titans' right side defense that leaks the points? Yeah, it is. That's right. Absolutely. Right. But who would you get on the, on the Cowboys' left? Their 5 8 Oh, Scott Drinkwater. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's a no-brainer. I've already got him. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he's got to be, like, number one on your trading list if you don't have him. Mm-hmm. Um, totally agree. But, yeah. Would you do Pappenheisen down to Drinkwater? If I didn't have him, I'd think about it, yeah. Absolutely. 
And don't get me wrong, I think Pappenhausen's good, but like that fullback position is just, you know, it's so good. Pappenhausen has looked okay, but not amazing. I still think he'll bust out a couple of tons at some point, but yeah, mm-hmm. just the the draw of the Cowboys is very good, and I can see Holmes particularly could be a beneficiary. Definitely, definitely drink water. The other guy I'm looking at now is is Cohen Hess. Yep. And I'm actually comparing Hess to Flegler. Mm-hmm. And when I compare them, okay, Flegler's 60k cheaper, obviously, which is is big. But mm-hmm. it looks like um, the Broncos prop is going to be back. Matt Lodge. Matt Lodge is going to be back. And people mm-hmm. are saying, like, Pangai and Fafita out helps Flegler somehow, but I'm not sure that it does. I think he, I think he's on the bench. I think Glenn and um, Hopwadi probably both play close to 80, and, and Flegler just gets that 40-minute bench roll. Mm-hmm. And at 40 minutes, you know, he's got a good PPM. He probably averages 45. He's yeah. going to make plenty of money in a couple of weeks, but I'd have to play him in my 17. Because mm-hmm. the, the trade I'm looking at is is Knight down to Flegler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily want to get rid of Knight, but it frees up some cash and there are some good options. Sorry, you're living in the lap of luxury <laughs> with, your, with your trade strategy here. Yeah, but... Yeah, Cohen Hess, I mean, we were worried about his minutes coming into the season. He played 80 minutes for both those games. His second round score was 77, which means he's going to make money pretty much no matter what. Even if he gets the string of sort of 35s, he's going to make plenty of money. But I Mm -hmm. think with that draw, like I think he's going to score a few tries. So I think he's going to average maybe 55, somewhere in the low 50s rather than than Flegler's 45. And, And because of that, I think he's probably just ahead. Yes. 80 minute back rower with a great draw over a bench prop. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so so Cowboys have really kind of piqued my interest. The other the other two interesting like the Sharks have got an amazing draw. So the Sharks draw over the next sort of seven or eight weeks is it's actually ridiculous. Tigers, Cowboys, Dragons, Bulldogs, Seagulls, Titans, Panthers, Warriors, Dragons. That's insane. Can I throw some numbers at you? Sure. So Fox Sports did a quick um, strength of schedule today. Yeah. Based, based on the new draw. Um, and basically, it, it, was a, it was a really sort of simple one. They said, you know, if, if you're playing the Titans who came last last year, uh, you get 16 points. And if you're playing the Roosters, you get one point, right? So basically, the, the, higher, the higher your total score the easier the schedule you are. So 14 of the 16 teams had a total score uh, for the remaining games between 142 and 159 points, right? So a 17-point spread for 14 teams. So that's so that's basically irrelevant, right? Yeah, okay. Does that make sense? Do you follow all that? Uh, so you're saying the total spread of points across everyone for the whole season, the variance was only about 15 points or something. Yeah, so so if you're playing the Titans this week, you, you get 16 points in, yep. in terms of your strength of schedule. If you're playing the Roosters, you get one point, and mm-hmm. it's adding up the, the remaining 18 rounds, yep. right? Yeah, 
100%. So, so I think the, on, on their calculation, the Tigers had the hardest schedule with 142 points. Mm-hmm. And the team that had the third easiest schedule had 159 points. So not a massive spread. And then Manly was second with 169 points. So it was a 10-point jump from third to second, which is reasonable. Yeah. And then there there were the Sharks. (laughs) The Sharks, based on that admittedly simple strength of schedule analysis, were given 193 points. Wow. So when I looked at when the actual Sharks, like, little stretch of good games was, mm. I just basically put a line through it. Their, their stretch of good games is round three until the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is similar to the, the Roosters' ridiculous 2018 season, which was just so much easier than everybody else's. And whilst, you know, they had a good team, and yes, they did, they did win the premiership, but the schedule definitely comes into it. And... I, I will now have to flip on the Sharks and have to start getting some Sharks into my team. So that was my... That's the obvious question, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who benefits at the Sharks from, the, from that Well, I, I think I have to get Ramian based on that. Ramian. And, and, and SJ I'd consider, but um, but I think he had a... He had like 20 in his last... Yeah, round two. Round two was his low score, so I'm going to wait on him. Yeah, but I mean, if he scores an 80 in round three, then... He's not going to drop any money because he scored eighty or almost a hundred in round one. Yeah. Um, so SJ is an interesting one. He's not exactly a pod. He's got pretty high ownership already. Um, uh, but but uh, so I was comparing like Ramian and Masters, for example. I do like Masters, but I think just because Ramian is a little bit pottier at seven percent ownership, I'm going to take him. That's interesting. Masters isn't that high in ownership yet. He's about ten percent. He might go no, up that no, draw. No, he's not that high. But I think I think he'll he's the more obvious pick for a lot of coaches. So yeah, yeah. Does, does Morgan being out hurt Masters? It might. I mean, he's going to have might. that great base no matter what. But his attacking yep. that potential. Maybe maybe yep. not I think good. I think him going out it affects his attacking potential and and it affects the ball going down outside of the field. That's like, not great for Hess either. It's not. I guess the only the only thing then is is Clifford going to play on Morgan's side or is he going to push Drinkwater to the other side? Because if he does, then that's a different conversation. I have no idea. Do you know? Do you remember yeah, where Clifford has played in the past? Clifford in the past was playing on the left, but that's because Morgan was playing on the right. right. Yeah, okay, so we don't know. Yeah. Um. So the Tigers. That first game that the Sharks have against the Tigers, it's the left-hand side, or the, the Tigers' right-hand side defence, which is probably the worst in the comp. Not probably, is the worst in the comp. Yeah, but Bronch and Cherry is too expensive. Exactly. So Katoa is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but he might not even get picked. We can talk about that more next week. But, mm-hmm. but because of the guys that they have coming back, he may not even make the team. That's right. Um, and you'd be... <laughs> Like if you're picking Dugan, no one's picking Dugan. Bronson Cherry, I mean, is he too expensive? What is he? Five hundred? Yeah, something like that. For me, for me, he is. Yeah, he doesn't have great base, but 
I mean, he'd be a fantastic pod. But the other problem with with that side of the field is that it's um, what's his name side, the Chad. The Chad. It's the Chad side, and it that doesn't excite me. You know, I feel like I feel like they pretty much have to do all the work themselves. Yep. What about what about Wade Gray? He's like four eighty or something. He's been in the league for a very long time, and at no point has he been a keeper. Yeah, but just on that. Just on that draw. He has, like, had a couple of good runs from memory. His base no. actually isn't that good. He's, he's sort of relying on attacking stats. But, um, yeah, anyway, I'm not seriously thinking about picking him, but I'm just sort of... I really am just trying to think about who benefits from this amazing Sharks draw. Yeah. And um, and if I'm going to be perfectly honest, like, is obviously gone, but I just feel like his running game is not where it once was. I just really feel like that 150 game where he just cuts another team to ribbons isn't quite in him anymore. Mm-hmm. Wade Graham's actually 530k. That's a lot. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. That's a lot. And he's just coming off a 29. Mm-hmm. But anyway. All right. Um, the, other, the other part of the draw I want to talk about is the bunnies from round five. Yes. So... They have the Roosters and the Storm for the first two weeks, and then from then on, they've got the Titans, Warriors, Panthers, Dogs, Tigers, and Knights, which yep. is very juicy. And it's... Yeah. I was all guns blazing thinking about getting um, Cleary in for round, that round five game. Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking a lot about Cody Walker from that round five game mm-hmm. and potentially our mate Latrell. The trail could be like under 500k by then, potentially. Yes. I mean, it's a couple of weeks away, so we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, yeah, that's a very tasty stretch. Obviously, there's Damien Cook as well, and, and maybe Cam Murray. Uh, Cook's going to be sort of pretty hard to fit in, I think, at that point, because I don't know if I'm going to want to get rid of Appy yet and and Harry Grant. Is still going to be like in his infancy, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, Cook could be a nice pod around round five. Definitely, Cody yep. Walker is going to be interesting. Even Adam Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so, just to just to sort of support what you what you're saying, I I want to talk about a couple of teams that do have good stretches, just to sort of. Keep, keep players from these teams in the back of your mind or put them in your watch list or just put it in your calendar or something like that just so you're like, okay, this team has a great stretch coming up. Maybe I should look at getting some of their players in. So first of all, you already mentioned the Sharks. Um, their whole year is, is going to be good. So I would say any players you like from the Sharks, look at getting them into your team sooner rather than later. Uh, Cowboys, you mentioned basically from now. It, now's when the, when you pull the trigger and bunnies from round five. So bunnies, you can hold off for a couple of weeks, but I would be targeting targeting them pretty soon. Yep. Uh, the other team who I think has an easy run now, although whether you'd want their players or not, uh, is the Dragons. So they've got over the next four weeks. The Warriors, 
the Bulldogs, the Sharks, and the Titans. Yeah, okay. Now, after that, it does get uh, much harder. Roosters, Raiders, Manly. But uh, if you want to pick up maybe Fuimono or uh, one of their backs. Does Fuimono even get a spot? We talked about this last week. We talked about this. I reckon he will. He's got too much utility value. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I've got Lomax, and I think I'm going to play him for four weeks. I believe I will will as well. Um, Either Lomax or Willie Army. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anyone else I would kind of want to buy. I mean, some sort of super pod like one of the halves. Norman or Hunt. You You have to have pretty big balls. Yeah. So maybe this Dragons info is just more of a sort of don't trade out those guys or don't plan to trade out those guys for the next few weeks because they seem to be pretty juicy until about week seven. Mm. Yep. Um, then on to the Broncos. So Broncos have it pretty hard until round seven. And then they have a... Uh, four-game stretch, which is the Titans, and then the Warriors, and then the Bulldogs, and then the Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be looking at them at that time. Um, Wait, just on that. Yep. So what are your thoughts on Stags and Zarko? Do you get them in now, or do you wait? I am uh, i don't think I'll be getting in Stags. Um Izako, I may be getting in, but I'm like, I'm trying to find somebody different at the moment. Put it this way, he's he he might be my last trade. Yeah, I'm. So at the moment, I'm getting Izako. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've liked what I've seen from him, and I think I think he sort of benefits from their excellent forward pack. Although I actually think I, I discussed this in the previous in the preseason at some point. I actually think Lodge hurts their attack. Yep. Um, but anyway, and I think not having Pangai and Fida obviously hurts their attack as well. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to be underdone for a couple of weeks, um, just in terms of their roll on. Stags, yeah. Stags is really, uh, I've been agonizing over Stags a little bit. Like in some ways it's, it's kind of now or never because you've got that 120, right? So he's going to be very expensive mm-hmm. unless he has like a string of thirties. Um, he's going to be very, very expensive. He does rely very heavily on tries. I mean, he looked great in those first two games, but it's it really is a question of whether he can just keep pumping out those tries. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of looks like he can, um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it, in some ways, it seems like almost a season-defining trade. Is he going to be like, you know, the semi-wild draw draw a few years ago, and you just if you missed it, it's all over. Yeah, I yeah, I, I really like him, but I just I just don't think he's he can keep it up. Um, and I might be proven wrong, but yeah, yeah I don't know what I think yet. But I also can't quite afford him, so I've gone at the moment the way my trades are looking. I've gone for Yo and um, and Isaaco over both Stags and Masters. Um, Does Yo scare you a bit? He does a little bit, but I mean, Capewell, like is Capewell really going to take that much time off him? I feel like 
Cleary has sort of played his hand a little bit and just shown that he wants to play Yo big minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to know. Um, yep. K-Port does have to take minutes off someone. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, Yo makes a bit of money. He's, he, the, the dual flexibility and it like really attracts me. Yep. So worst case scenario, he's going to make some money. You can kind of move him around a bit. And his, and his base should be pretty good. Like, even if he only gets 60 minutes, you think he'd still score 40. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Stags could score maybe even high 20s if he doesn't score yep. try. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, as I said, I've been agonizing over those. Like, I can't really separate them. Masters, mm-hmm. I think, is a great buy. If I could get him to my team, I would. I just can't quite afford him the way that my, my trades are looking. But that might change. Mm hmm. All right, um, I'm going to give you a couple of draws from round 11 onwards. You tell me which one you like more. So Roosters have the Warriors, the Titans, and then the Dragons. Uh, If you want to extend that out, they then have the Storm, but then the Tigers. Yep. Uh, Or you can go for the Eels, who play... The Tigers, the Bulldogs, the Sharks, then the Dragons. Both pretty good. Mm. Yeah, both pretty good. I think I prefer the Roosters draw, but it's maybe one game shorter. Or one game. That that little stretch is one game shorter. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be playing fullback, roulette. Maybe roulette's the wrong word. Fullback, rodeo, fullback. Musical chairs? Musical chairs, that's what I'm looking for. Um, yeah, like, when that draw comes along, like, I, I'm not sure that I'm going to get Teddy before then, but mm-hmm. I think I'll get him for then. I'm just going to keep moving them around based on, like, runs of draws, the two fullbacks. Yep, yep. I think yeah, I'm that's... probably going to hold Turbo the whole season. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to hold Turbo the whole but season. But the others, the others I'm going to move around based on draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so I don't have drink water. I think I do have to get him in. I was going to trade Luai up to drink water, but now you've got me thinking about maybe trading Pappenhuysen uh, down to drink water. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, it's so hard to know, right? Like, yeah, Pappenhuysen did. He was very bold in those first two games, and they had very hard games. So you know, he could put, he could bust out a hundred at any point time but but on the balance of probabilities yeah i think it's a good trade worst right. like like i think you need drink water somewhere whether you do it for, for pappenhausen i'm not sure yeah luai okay. luai okay. to drink water is also probably a good trade luai's going to make a bit of money what about williams he'd probably be my, my first to go out of them uh what about if walters gets named on the bench would you get rid of walters first maybe You'd have to sit down and work out exactly how much money you think each of those guys are going to make. I assume, you, I assume you're not going to play any of them. You'd play Pappenhausen, but you wouldn't play Luai or, or Walter. No. So it's basically just a, a matter of which one. Like, let's say Walter scores 25 off the bench mm-hmm. and Luai scores 40. Who makes more money? I, you have to work it out. Yeah, Luai's just going to be so hard to tell with these two games without Cleary, how that affects him. Who kicks goals for the Panthers? 
Burton. I guess. Yeah. I think Luai probably does take the reins a bit for those two games, and maybe he scores quite well. Mm. Who do they play? They play the Knights and then the Warriors. Yeah, I'd be tempted to hold Luai. I don't know. It's a hard one. Yep. Uh, okay, i got one more for you. This is for all the head-to-head players out there. Mm. Manly, round 17, they play the Tigers. Mm. Round 18, the Bulldogs. Round 19, the Titans. Round 20, the Warriors. Yeah. Wow. So I, th- I think a good, maybe a good zag might be Cherry. Yeah. From, from pretty early in the season because, like I said, they have a pretty reasonable run the whole year. It's not mm-hmm. amazing. And and you realise there's no bookie. Yeah, that's fine. No lot of land, which I think hurts them. But they are playing at the Central Coast, which is probably the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of a question over what a home ground advantage means anyway. But mm-hmm. I think that does hurt Turbo a little bit. But yeah, I like I like Cherry Evans as a pod. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to have to wait to the, till the right time to do it. Yeah. I mean, so another, like, the kind of reverse of our discussion is I've got, before trades, I've got Wonga Blake, Fergo, and Moses. And I picked yes. all three of those guys based on Parramatta's original very easy draw. To mm-hmm. me, in some ways, all three of them can go. Yeah, I um, agree with that. I'm selling Fergo this week for two reasons. First reason is that Man, the draw is really? no good. Second reason is you were right. Madison's cop blocking him. So Fergo's got to go for me. I mean, he's he, like, who knows? You know, he could score a couple of tries first game back and score 100 points. It's, again, it's very hard to pick, but he wasn't getting great ball in those first two games, and I just think there are better options. Possibly. I don't... Even with five trades, I like he's not he's not in my top five biggest problems. The other one I was wrong on preseason was Madison. Uh, in what way? I was arguing that Madison was fully priced. It now mm-hmm. seems to me that Madison's going to average somewhere between seventy and seventy-five, mm-hmm. which means that he's like fifty to seventy k undervalued. And because he scored eighty-six in that second game. If he scores a couple of 70s, he's going to be out of range. Well, he's going mm-hmm. to be very expensive. He's going to be like 700K in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I'm getting him straight away for, mm-hmm. for, for feed up. And that's one of the reasons why I'm selling Fergo. I've got to make some money to okay, get Madison in. Yep. Mm. Okay. So to I guess to cover off on what you're saying about the all these eels plays you're getting rid of. So for me, having, look at the, having a look at the draw and having a look at the old draw, yeah, I think the Eels suffer perhaps the most yep. in, in terms of their, their, their draw. Um, Knights dropped a fair bit, Tigers, Storm, maybe even Raiders as well. Um, the the teams that did benefit, we've already spoken about some of them, Sharks. Um, actually, the Titans have an improved schedule. Yeah, their draw was horrible before. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, was did you hear the news about Titans? By the way, we missed this. Uh, which which part? They're bringing in apparently a new halfback. They're oh, sending yeah. yeah a rookie. They're sending uh, Roberts back to fullback. Yeah. And Sammy to the wing, and the, the centers yeah. are going to be Copley and um and Peachy, Peachy yeah. which I think 
that's sort of a stronger team in a lot of ways. Stronger defensively. Also, Cartwright's going to get dropped for him. Mint is a rookie, but the Titans halfback. You'd have you'd definitely be waiting to see how he goes. Yep. Yeah, but they, they they had probably the worst schedule before, right? So now they've just they got like a slightly schedule. less bad schedule. No, they have like the third best schedule now. Really? Even though they don't have yeah. to play themselves, they don't get to play themselves. That's that's correct. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, so yeah, Titans, Sharks, Cowboys, Bunnies, and Broncos as well had a had a reasonable improvement in their schedule. So we've actually touched on a few of these guys already, but I want to go through some of the, the top trade-ins that I'm seeing. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just want to go through sort of the top eight or ten forwards and the top eight or ten backs uh, in terms of change in ownership um, and see kind of what we think about each one. Yep. So... Just looking at sort of the front row and second row forwards. Um, okay. I'm, I'll leave out Isaac Yo because I was talking about him in the back, so we sort of talked about him already. But look, Katoa. Katoa is kind of a no-brainer, right? I've already got him, but he's a sort of obvious good trade, assuming he does still get picked. Yep. Flegler we talked about. Are you going to get Flegler? No. Because he's got high ownership and you're trying to zag or because you don't think he's a good player? Uh, It's not that I think he's a bad player. I just don't think the opportunity is that great. Yeah, okay. Uh, We've got Tamalolo. We've both got Tamalolo. I'm not going to talk about him. If he's Mm -hmm. on your team already, get him in. Fui Maono. Yeah. He's next. Um, So obviously people agree with you and think he's still going to get a run. It's got a very low break even. Uh, I'm not really interested in him. I just think that he's not going to get the minutes. Lucy Leilua, mm-hmm. who we both have. Oh, here's mm-hmm. one I want to talk like I, So Leilua, I think, is a bit of a no-brainer. Like, he's a yep. great trade if you don't have him. Yep. What do you think of Twal? I've seen him mm-hmm. in a lot of teams. 492k. So Okay, so I started with him last year when he was 400k, mm. and I thought he was going to be a keeper in my team, and he punched out heaps of like 65, 70-minute games. I remember particularly a game, I think it was about round six against the Broncos, where he just played amazingly. I think he scored about 75 in base. Right. But he couldn't right. keep it up. He couldn't keep it up, and I traded him out before the first buy. So he's, he scored two... 70s in the first two weeks, I think around mm-hmm. 75 in both games. Mm-hmm. But I had a look, and in the first game, he had a line break and like four or five tackle busts, which I think were yep. probably associated with that line break. So that gave him like 20 points. Mm-hmm. And in the second game, he played 66 minutes. So he played 50, I think he played 50 odd minutes in the first game and 66 minutes in the second game. And that was mm-hmm. potentially because Bekele had a head knock. So I think he played an extra sort of 10, 15 minutes. So I actually think, like, I don't think he's a bad buy. I think he's probably a little bit undervalued. But 
I wouldn't be expecting 70s from him going forward. I think he's a sort of 60 average guy. Yeah. I think he gets sort of 55. Like he could even go back to a sort of a 55. Average. Yeah, look, even if if he could guarantee a 60 average, I'd almost think about him. But I, I don't think he's going to get a 60 average. He's, again, he's a good player. He just doesn't have enough um, enough flair in his game to yeah. get those extra stats. He's a bit of a um, Aiden Tolman. Yeah. Somewhere between 55 and 60 average. So, yeah, yeah, I don't really see the hype with 12. He'll make, it, yeah. he'll make some good money for a couple of weeks if that's what you're after. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Brian Madison, we talked about, I think he's close to a must-have. Um, yep. I think he's probably top three or four forwards in the game now. Gore. Yeah. Gore is going to make, like, nearly 100K week one. If he gets named. You think he gets named. He's a bit like Flegler to me. Like, he's just a few question marks over his role going forward. I mean, he's very cheap. I wouldn't, yeah. you know, if I had another three trades, I'd probably get him in. Mm-hmm. If if Kerr doesn't get named, I might have to think about someone like Gula or the or JTB or or Rudolph. Yeah, I've got I've got the Kerr as well, so that's something mm. that I have to think about too. Yep. That's pretty much all I want to talk about in forwards. Carrigan and Haas are next. I don't assume that everyone has them. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have a look at the backs. So the backs Stags is the first one we talked about him. Yo, mm-hmm. drink water. We talked about all of them. Isaaco. Dylan Brown, not for you. No, especially especially since the turnaround in their in their draw. Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, a good little bridge to a Cody Walker or a Cleary or something. Mm-hmm. Hampton, I've already got Hampton. I think with their draw, he's like I'm actually probably going to play Hampton this week. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, I love Ben. <laughs> Mansour Now you were talking about Mansour last week Yeah and you said no I'm, I said no I still feel like he's a no for me Yeah a lot of people are on the Mansour train I'm not yet convinced I think is where I'm going to leave it I think, I think I'm rating him below the likes of Stags and Yo and Isaaco mm-hmm. um, And potentially potentially Cleary hurts him a little bit maybe Cleary not being there maybe. Not sure. Yeah. Uh, and the next guy is Katoa, our mate. Okay. Um, who I think could be a great buy if, if he gets named. Yeah. 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 Um, so you've got him already, right? No, not Sharks Katoa. No, no. No, I don't have him. Oh, you're talking about the Sharks Katoa? Yeah, Sharks Katoa. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Yep. Yeah, so, so that's... I suppose there's no no huge surprises there in some ways, but yeah, some question marks for me over yeah, Flegler, Kuimono, Twal, those mm-hmm. sorts of guys. So okay, so let me ask you then: Do you? Well, at this point in time, what are your five trades? Okay, so something along the lines of Knight to Hess. Yes. Fafita to Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virgo to Yo. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonga Blake to Isaaco. 
Yes. And the last one, I'm flip-flopping between Pappenhausen to Holmes uh -huh. or BJ to Masters. Hmm. So I probably wouldn't play BJ this like after after that last performance. I just wanted to get rid of him so quickly. Um, mm -hmm. But they do play the Titans in round four. Yeah. So okay. I probably wouldn't play him this week, but maybe keep him for that Titans game in round four. That yeah okay. That set of trades is that's like the trade equivalent of being fed grapes while you like lie on a leopard skin sofa. <laughs> So I'm, I'm not trading Watkins out yet. So I've got, okay. Watkins is probably my only non-player. I'll probably trade him down to maybe Braden Best in the yep. next couple of weeks. Yep. Um, I've got both Kerr and Musgrove. I thought mm -hmm. I thought long and hard about trading Musgrove down to, a, you know, a, a Rudolph or a JTB or something like that. And as we talked about, like I'll keep Kerr as long as Kerr's named, but if he's not named, I might have to rethink. With Musgrove, I just, I actually think he's a really good player, and yeah, I just don't think it's worth the trade going down to a Rudolph. Like, who knows? Musgrove could score a forty or fifty next week. Yep. You know, one injury in their forwards, and maybe he, he starts starting. Mm -hmm. So I've just decided to keep him. So I think my my strategy, I think next week will be to get probably Margulius for maybe Joe Tapani. Okay. And then. Maybe Braden Best, and that will give me enough money to trade up. If I if I do the Braley to Grant trade the week after that, that will give me enough money to, to trade up. Um, Walters to a, maybe a Cleary or a, uh, a Cody Walker. Okay, that's kind of my three week trade strategy. Yep. What are yours? Okay. Uh, so Jack Williams down to Elisea Katoa. I did that trade last, the last round that was played. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, Watkins to Yo. Uh, Braden Burns to Jesse Ramian. Yeah. Um, Bailey Simonson, who I assume is. Well, I read today Bailey? that he might still start. Okay. Rapana might come off the bench. Okay. To start but for with. who? Probably for him. Oh, maybe just as that like kind of backs cover, right? Mm. I mean, Simonson didn't look great anyway, and as we've discussed, Jack White doesn't pass, so yeah. I don't hate the trade anyway. But yeah, he might he might still get a run. Yeah, so it'll it'll probably be Simonson to Izako at the moment, and then probably Luai up to drink water. So this. This one I was sort of umming and eyeing a bit just because I don't I hate the idea of selling the way, especially mm. without Cleary for a couple of weeks. Um, they've got a very easy game not this week but next week, um, and he's already got a negative break even. Uh, but I just feel the amount of money that Drinkwater might make over that same stretch of time is like you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. Not just money. He's going to score so many points. I think, I think, I mean, I don't know that, but it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dylan Brown scored 123 in the same position in round two, mm -hmm. playing against the Titans, and um, Wyden scored, what was it, 90 something? Yeah, in, in one, one half. Yeah, in one half. 
so I'm very I'm very uh, very hopeful that Drinkwater can do the same. So I, I feel like I do have to get him into my yeah, team. Yeah, I think he's a must have, but it's a question of who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just for who exactly right. So yeah, so so I guess we'll speak after after the team list come out on Tuesday and see whether whether those trades have changed. But I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. Mine are, yeah, mine are like, you know, the blue-collar trades, unlike yours. So, I mean, you asked me last week what the strategy is, and we, we talked a little about about kind of jumping on good draws, which we've, like, good runs of draws, which we've talked about a bit today. But I suppose my answer to that is I think you need to be careful that you're not chasing money too much. My trades, mm-hmm. uh, I think you, I think money is going to be reasonably easy to come by, at least in the sort of medium term, because you've mm-hmm. got so many trades. I think you really need yep. to be focusing on, on points. Um, so yep. my trades are very points kind of orientated. I think I'm going to, I think my team's going to make enough money anyway. I'm not worried about that. Yep. Um, and I think like there is a bit of sort of a little bit of pot hunting in there. I mean, none of my guys are really lowly owned, but um, holding BJ, I think, is going to be a bit of a pod move. Yep. Um, I think having both, like, I, th- I think selling Pappenhausen to Holmes and having both Holmes and Turbo collectively is a bit of a pod move. Just, uh, yeah. I'm just going to add one one little left field thing right now. Mm. So I don't have uh, Jake Avarillo, but if I did... I'd be holding on to that guy for dear life. Why? So just because of the uh, looping ability he gives you. So besides the fact that, yeah, we're probably going to make a decent amount of money this year. You may not need 25 playing players in in a 20-round season. Um, he's a very handy dual position player. Yeah, yeah. And the dogs play round three on a Sunday, round four on a Monday, five on a Sunday, six on a Sunday, seven on a Sunday, eight on a Sunday, uh, nine Saturday, 10 Saturday, 11 Sunday, 12 Sunday. They, they just, they wow. basically play near the end of the round for the, for half the season at least. Yeah. Okay. So I've got Watkins who is going to be probably my, my loop option. They're the problem with throwing. Watkins is that every every vice captain option you want is someone playing the Titans. Yeah, that's right. So you're right; it's not great in that case. Can I ask you something? Yeah. If you had Cleary and Ponga, what would you do with them? Let's say, let's say you don't have both. Let's say you've got one or the other for the moment. Let's start with Cleary. What would you do? Would you sell him or would you keep him? I would only keep him if. The way I had built my team was Cleary and another an, a, another decent half halfback supporting him. If if all I've got there is Billy Walters or whatever, yeah. then I feel like I, I, th- I feel like you have to sell him. Now, for me, I don't think there's a clear option in that position to to be like, well, I'm going to train that guy. I'm just going to ride that guy. Um, as I said before, I think Cherry's a decent, decent shout. Um, Moses, uh, you think would like potentially make some money in a couple in the, in the two weeks? 
Moses would make some money, but 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 Moses's draw has been uh, mm. has been affected. I mean, I guess if you've got Williams, you can trade. You could shift Williams up and bring in the likes of a drink water. That's yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So I'd, so I'd probably consider that. Um, but yeah, you're, you're you're asking the question though with the with the thought of getting Cleary back in round five, right? Oh. Uh... Not necessarily. That's that's part of the question, I suppose. Okay. I think for me, it's 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 a tough one because Cleary has, although he's got a tough draw from round five on, he's kind of shown in the first two rounds that he's pretty much like draw proof. He it looks like he's got to another level without Maloney there, and it looks like he's going to average eighty for the season to me. Um, mm-hmm. which means he's basically must have. So I would be. If not round five, maybe round six. He's going to also go up in value a lot. So if you don't get him in round five and you wait till round six, you're going to lose another 50, 60K at least. Yep. Um, which is another reason to get him in round five. The issue I have with selling him, if, if you had him and I don't have him, is you're burning, like, it's not the fact that you're burning two trades because as we've talked about, you've got a shitload of trades, but it's, you're, you've only got two trades a week from then on and he's going to be one of them that you're going to need to use, which is going to stop you from doing other things that you're going to want to do. Yeah, round five is going to be a busy week, man. Yeah, oh, like, I exactly. Just... Exactly. Yeah. So by holding him, you can kind of avoid that headache. You know, there's going to be there's going to be Harry Grant. There's going to be potentially Bradman Best. Um, you know, there's going to be Cody Walker starts his run then. You know, there's going to be a lot of other trades. So that's what I would think about if if you're thinking about selling Cleary, like the the trades that he's going to stop you from being able to do in order to get him back. Yep. yep. What about Ponga? So, okay, so Ponga, Ponga's only gone for one game yeah. and most people will have been running a dual sort of gun fullback strategy anyway. So sitting him for one game... I think is fine. I wouldn't be trading him out. I don't think, and we spoke about this in the preseason. I don't think he's necessarily he was necessarily the best choice. But if you if you did choose him in round one, I don't think anything's changed besides you know one week suspension. Like if he was injured for a week, you'd hold on to him. I don't see what, what difference a suspension would make, um, unless you think there's yeah somebody you really want to get. I don't think. I mean. If you're trying to make the decision between Turbo and Ponga, I don't know if you've necessarily seen anything from Turbo that would make you change your mind on that. Yeah. I'd, I'd be considering Holmes if I had Ponga. Yeah. But it'd be, it wouldn't be a one-week flip. It would be... No, no, no. Like, it would be buy Holmes and hold him for four to six weeks, probably. Yeah. Based on draw. Mm-hmm. And again, actually, a lot of that's going to come down to, to whether or not Holmes is kicking goals, which we may not know. Yeah. Sadly. Mm. So we've got Supercoach Christmas take two next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily feel like we've been given two Christmases with what's happened this year, but. Call it Hanukkah. <laughs> Supercoach Hanukkah. Yeah, I mean, I think we've got a pretty good idea. It's, it's not quite the same as a normal teamless Tuesday because we've got a pretty good idea of what the teams are going to look like. But there are still some sort of key 
key decisions that we're not exactly sure how they're going to play out. So I guess we'll have another chat when uh, the teams drop next week. Oh, man. It was good It was good to talk some draw. I love talking about the draw. Yeah. I love it. I'm be staring at it. Just... Did you ever see the... Uh... There was like a cartoon like maybe 10 or 15 years ago called Drawn Together. Yes, yes. It was like a reality TV show, but yeah, yeah like Pikachu's in it and like Superman and, or something or Batman. Yeah, knockoffs of all those guys. Mm. And it was like ridiculously... Perverted. Un-PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, I remember it being very good. What made you think of that? Oh, Drawn Together. Yeah, draw. Just a draw, yeah. Just a draw, just a draw. Yeah, picking picking those. I honestly think the halves and the fullbacks now, just flipping the halves and the fullbacks based on draw, is going to be, you know, where the season is won or lost. To some extent, the outside backs, but I honestly, I think it's the halves and the fullbacks that really have those massive games. Yes. All right. Well, I'll speak to you after after the team list drop next Tuesday, and yeah, take it from there. Nice one. See you, Paul. Yeah. Bye.